Look up there in the sky. It's a bird. A plane. It's Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Those boys are so handsome. One Zarya. One weekly discussion of comics and nerd culture. I'm your host, Robbie Dorman, literature geek and writer. And I'm your other host, Eric Z. Goodnight, professional artist and illustration nerd. And we are the Handsome Boys Comics Hour, your home for news, reviews, slightly antagonistic banter, and much, much more. This is episode 149. Almost to 150. Almost. 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 Hey, Handsomites. How you guys doing? Great? Great. Good to I know hear. I'm, I, I know I'm lovely. I mean, always. Mm-hmm. I am a lovely man. Even when you're yelling about protein at waitresses. Am I really that bad? No. You are you were yelling at us about protein. <laughs> I don't know that I was yelling about it. That's well, I mean, my I guess I, I guess, yeah, exactly. It's just your normal volume. <laughs> yeah. My normal volume is like, you know, a good 30% louder than normal humans. I can't help it. I, I swallowed a bullhorn when I was a child. Oh, no. It's a serious medical condition. <laughs> Nah, it's okay. Oh, <laughs> if you punch me in the stern of my talk like a robot. Oh, okay. Roll out. Uh, later on, we are discussing the, the, the trilogy, the Luther Strode trilogy of Strange Talent, Legend, and Legacy of Luther Strode by Justin Jordan and Trad Moore. But before we get to that, we got to discuss comics that came out this very week. Eric. Robbie. You're supposed to go, yay! I didn't know that that's what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Do I have to do it in a Russian accent? Because I don't think I can do a Russian accent. Just normal accent is fine. Yeehaw, y'all. There you go. It is time. My, that is my normal accent. <laughs> time for weekly floppies. We love this is the part of the show. Eric and I will review a selection of this week's books. Tell you to buy or do not buy them. Uh, you know, there's some mush meter involved from time to time. Uh, we got a, a huge slew of DC books. A whole bunch of rebirth books. Are you? I I can sense your excitement just bubbling up, Eric. I'm less disgusted than I anticipated. Oh wow! All right, less less disgusted than anticipated. Mm-hmm. Strong words, I know. <laughs> I know. The first up is Flash Rebirth, number one, written by Joshua Williamson, artist by art is by Carmine D. Giandomenico. That is, yeah, that is a name and a half there. It is, it is quite a name. Colors by Ivan Placentia and Steve Wands on letters. Um, this is still Flash, is CSI guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but they are, this, I don't, I don't know how much going forward is going to be of, like, I don't know what titles are going to be centered. Is, is this the book that's going to be centered around the mystery, the mystery of the Watchmen? thing because it seems like it is it does sort of feel like that so i mean you get barry and, and wally re- reuniting like that scene from flashpoint is in it and that flashpoint from dc rebirth is in this book as well and then kind of what happens between the two afterwards and then we get the flash of batman that and like they're you know flash is like yeah batman's like a scientist like me and I don't think anyone in their mind has ever went, you know, you know, the two scientists of the Justice League, Batman mm-hmm. and the Flash. 
but well, to think you you need to give the Flash something other than just being a big red clown. I I I like the whole you know CSI Flash thing. It's yeah, it's not bad. It's a it's an interesting edge that I think the character needs something. I just I mean, what what is there about the Flash that he runs fast and he fights a gorilla? Mm, yes, we can, basically, we can, yes, that is correct. Yeah, we can we can give him a little more meat to his character. It's it's perfectly acceptable. Time travel too. I guess that's true. Um, but are you interested in this book going forward? If that is the main thrust of it, if it is, it becomes Wash Flash well, the Watchman. I I I'm going to always be frustrated about that. Because I strongly disagree with it, and I think it's silly. Mm-hmm. It it bothers me tremendously. I hope this is a big punk out, and they just leaked that on purpose, and it's a it's going to be a big gag all at the end. Hey, Eric, what's that? There's that pin is right on the, that page there. I see. Oh, it. I know. That's what I'm saying. I'm really hoping it's a punk out. I don't. That I don't. pin was in the first Batman book. I I remember it uh, plainly. Yep. It was in that leak as well. Yep. I don't. I don't think I, you're... I'm telling you, I'm not saying it is a, a rational hope. <laughs> Hail Mary. I'm saying, yeah, I'm just saying, like, in somewhere in the pit of my stomach, there's a, there's a, there's a bezoar of, of hope, you know, a little, a little ball of hope and, and, and partially digested hair. What do you think about the art in this? It's not bad. It shifts around a little bit more than I'd like, but. It I, does say DC on the cover. I I like it in the fast parts. Yeah, I feel like it works really well. Look, like the kinetic, they look, look neat. But I don't like it as much in like the hey, I'm just hanging around parts, just the normal sitting and standing and talking parts. Not that it, it I think it suits the the actional actional. That's a word. Um, mm-hmm. Are you buy? Mm. Honestly, I think you could do a much worse Flash comic than this. I liked it, you know. It felt pretty good to me. It felt pretty well written. If you're reading, if you're reading, if you're into DC books, this is not a bad read. I find the whole Watchmen story repugnant. Mm-hmm. But if you can, if that doesn't bother you, you should absolutely buy it. I would say, I'd say three on the mush meter is where I'm, I'm, I personally am. I think I'm just a buy. Okay. But. Kind of like it, this is a perfectly good comic, you know, mm-hmm. for a flash comic. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, but I think I'd buy it to read just the car crash. If it becomes the Watchmen mystery book, I might be buying it just to read that car crash and see what they do. Yeah. To see the Flash like run into Doctor Manhattan in in you know. Mm. So I I don't know what's gonna happen, but I I, I am a buy on that. I I think it it it's worth purchasing. I mean, I as much as I agree 100% with you, I I need to know, you know? I need to see it with my eyes, what's going to happen with that. So, double buy, mush meter, one and a half, and Flash yeah. Rebirth, number one. So, that's how averages work. Um, next up is Aquaman Rebirth, number one. Uh, Dan Abnett, writer, Scott Eaton, Oscar Jimenez, pencils, Mark Morales, and Oscar Jimenez, inks, Gabe Eltiabe, colors, Pat Brousseau, letters. This is trying to frame Aquaman as like a troubled leader sort of thing. 
Mm-hmm. I, I feel like it is like him trying to be an optimistic ruler of, and, you know, worrying about relationships between the land people, land nations and his nation of Atlantis. And I don't know that it, that seems to be thematically what it's going for. Mm-hmm. It's like Black Bolt, but nice. Yeah, kind of. And, but I don't, I, I don't, I just felt kind of flat to me. You know, it's kind of the same thing with the Flash. They're trying to find the some core of the character, something they can put in there that's not just him being a clown. Mm-hmm. Because everyone just thinks Aquaman is, is ridiculous. I mean, they even uh, talk they, about they, it. No, they, they clearly do. Like, that's absolutely, like, what they're thinking in writing this. Like, oh, this is... This is, uh, you know, he, he talks to fish and, uh, you know, all this stuff. I, I, I enjoyed that. I mean, it does seem like that's almost all that it does. And it shows a shot of Black Manta. It's like, oh man, here's the one Aquaman villain that you know. Well, I wish this book was more, like, that is more compelling to me than anything mm-hmm. that happens. I mean, yes, that is 100% correct. Here is the one Aquaman villain you know. But Why is that compelling to you, though? Because it, because, like, I want to see, I'd rather see it from his perspective. Why, like, Aquaman is this white bread, very much like generic bland thing. Mm-hmm. And this guy, hey, Aquaman is actually a murderer, and I want to get revenge on him for killing my father. Okay. That se- like just it just gives it a little bit more depth and nuance. Like that's I mean we see that in like Game of Thrones a lot, and I feel like if they're going to do, hey, I'm a ruler and I need like him trying to make difficult decisions as a ruler, I'm on board for that. That seems neat. But him being like a white bread, yeah, I'm a great king and struggling, and no, there's nothing wrong with me. That's not nearly as interesting to me. Like the like Ned Stark in the first Game of Thrones when he asked to when he chops off the guy's head himself. Like, I like that as a, like that kind of decision as a ruler. And I feel like I wish this was, we saw more of that gray in here. And I feel like that black man a bit kind of paints it that way. And I hope they investigate that more. Mm. Like, just a little bit makes me want to go, maybe I should read more of this just to see if that, if that comes to fruition. I, I don't think it's going to. I don't feel like mm. that's the direction they're taking, but I kind of, that's what I want. I just have seen, I mean, how many DC comics? Have you seen to where it's like, hey, guys, the Joker's back. Hey, guess who's back now? The Joker. I know. Oh, okay. The Joker. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't, but I, I don't like, yeah, I know the Aquaman <laughs> with one hand and the, in a beard and he like that grim. I don't want that either. I, but just have him a little bit troubled. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm a do not buy on this, honestly, but that's like, I don't, it, this is the thing that's supposed to grab me. It certainly did not. Where, where are you, where are you at? I don't think it's that bad. Okay. I think that's interesting enough. I do wish that it did more. Honestly, I'm more on the buy side than the do not buy side. Okay. It's not like an absurdly confident buy, but I, I enjoy it. You know, it makes me not want to laugh at Aquaman. It, it actually, what it makes me want to do more than anything is go back and read the Cullen Bunn Aquaman. The abbreviated. Oh, they just cut off in the middle? Kind of, yeah. That's kind of BS. Well, I think he, I think he got tired of people. Like, I think the uproar about what he was trying to do was there's a lot of apparently dedicated Aquaman fans that really hated everything he was doing, and so he just kind of threw up his hands and 
and stopped because he, I, and I'm guessing that there was some people behind the scenes who also felt that way. I don't know that. Mm. That's just from reading his Twitter. But that is my from inference about what I know, what you know about DC editorial and the rumors about that. But yes, Dan Abnett took over. They he there's an ending to his story, but it was certainly not. I think that how he envisioned it ending. Mm. That's unfortunate. It is. Are you by? Yeah, I think I'll go maybe two out of five on this. Okay. On Mush, it's not it's not it's not a bad comic, and I like I like the art in in many parts of it. Um, you could again, you could do worse for an Aquaman comic. I mean, maybe I was just in a really good mood when I read this. Who knows? Who knows? You you probably know how you feel about Aquaman, and if it's bad, eh, maybe take a look. You may, maybe you'll feel a little different. Or maybe you'll feel exactly the same. Who knows? <laughs> That's, yeah. It's a split decision. Aquaman Rebirth number one, Mushmeter of two. On, on the, on the buy side, at least. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, Wonder Woman Rebirth number one, written by Greg Rucka, Matthew Clark on pencils from pages one to 14, Sean Parsons on inks from pages one to 14, Liam Sharp artist pages 15 to 20, Jeremy Caldwell pages one to 14, and Laura Martin pages 15 to 20 on colors, and Jody Wynn on letters. Ugh, why do you, why? <laughs> why? Because it had to come out this week. They couldn't wait uh, two weeks. So gross. Um, so this is, this is kind of a big thing to have Greg Rucker writing a Wonder Woman comic mm-hmm. when he kind of has kind of basically, I think he, he wrote, uh, the Cyclops, uh, or at least a part of the Cyclops book that, that the, uh, the, the young Cyclops going into space book for Marvel. And I think, uh, he's, he's writing, he, he kind of did that for a bit. I think that's as far as he's willing to go for these superhero books. I think he just kind of does like, Hey, I'll start you off like the, the Warren Ellis style and then, mm-hmm. you know, do my own thing. Um, how do you feel about this? I want to like it. Yeah, me um, too. I don't know. I think there's these 20 page books, man. Yeah, they can't do a bunch of it, can they? It really like, it feels like nothing. It feels like they're doing even less. Like it feels like wet. It feels like 10 pages instead of 20. Like it feels like. Not only are they doing two pages less, but they're watering down the 20 pages. Um, that being said, I mean, I, I enjoy this. There's a lot of standing around and looking at that, the, like the Mars helmet or whatever is going on. Yeah. Um, I, I agree with you. I think it, I wish it did more with the space, mm-hmm. but I like where it's going. I yeah. like that Warner Woman, this is like a very much like, this is resetting the status quo and like, cause that, you know, the, um, Azarello and Cliff Chang run was pretty well received, but it was different than, you know, it was the new 52 Wonder Woman. And now, now they're kind of like, okay, well maybe, which, what is true? And I think her search for like her and us wanting the same thing is, you know, a, a good direction. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, Greg Ruck is a good writer and I wish all the art was the same people, but, um, yeah. I'm a. I think I'm a buy on this. I I like this direction. I'm. It has promise. I feel what? Yeah. I feel. I feel pretty good about this. I don't know. I want this to be good. I want this to be a Wonder Woman story that stands out. I also want it to not have 200 artists working on one issue. <laughs> well, but mm, yeah. You know what they should do is change up writers in the middle of the story too. Yeah, I'm sure that'd be great. Mm-hmm. Just like an exquisite corpse comic. 
It's where they just like they just take it in a different direction. Godzilla book. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, just like that. Like it could even have Godzilla in it. I mean, why not? <laughs> let's go. Let's let's go for broke. As long as we're being stupid, her costume just up and changes. I assume she's like actually changing when the art style changes. It's not clear at all. She changes into an almost identical outfit drawn by another person. I, I'm I'm guessing is that it was it's supposed to be read as the same. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. It looks like she's taken off her boots and her crown. Oh, that's true. She did take off the crown. I saw that. I didn't realize the boots also. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's not obvious at all. Are you by? Yeah, yeah, probably. Uh, I feel pretty confident about this one, but I. I still have that little DC nervousness in the pit of my stomach where I'm like, well, this could go under at any second, any have, possible second. I have faith in it that at least Greg, Greg Greco will not, probably would not have signed on to do this unless they, he said, I want to do my story and mm-hmm. I will not be interfered with, you know, aside from minor editorial, like, hey, just to smooth things out, not, hey, change the entire direction of this book. Mm-hmm. So I, at least with that, I have faith that this book will, he'll at least tell the story he wants to tell. If that it turns out to be a good or great story, you know, at least we know that it is his story, his, I, the thing he wants to do. So double buy. Wonder Woman Rebirth number one. Next up is Action Comics number 957. It's a big number. Yeah, that's, they just rolled in the new 52 books into the overall numbering system. <laughs> Why not? Why, yeah, who cares? We make the rules around here. We're DC. We want to, they went like, oh, well, let's see. In like, in two years, we're going to hit issues 1000. We, we should do that. That's going to be a big deal. Yeah. Uh, this is written by Dan Jurgens, Art Patrick Zercher, Tumo Mori on colors, Rob Lay letters. Um, Superman is dead. Long live Superman. Uh, yeah, this wasn't very good. Eh, it's not the worst thing in the world i mean i like the way it looks but i mean basically every silly thing you expect to happen happens except what the hell's up why okay Mm -hmm. so a guy that looks like clark kent shows up and it's clark kent where we just know it is and then doomsday shows up and and i don't know i don't i was it you were and we were just complaining about like it's seemingly like nothing is happening Mm-hmm. I wish less happened in this book. I, I don't like the effect of having Lex Luthor as your Superman means nothing when it ha- he gets one one scene of it and then yes. and then super and then new old Superman shows up and then and then Doomsday shows up mm-hmm. <laughs> in the in like in like four it's pages. Just, it's just like a series of people showing up and saying, oh, hell no. <laughs> I'm here. Look. Yeah, I know. Superman shows up and then other Superman shows up and then Doomsday shows up and he says "Rar" because that's all he can say. <laughs> Poor Doomsday. Yeah. They should have just Superman punch him really hard once in the head and then Doomsday like takes out. He like straightens it up. He's like, oh, thank you for that. My- it's like in uh oh what is what was the what was the Justice League cartoon where evil Superman lobotomized Doomsday? I don't remember. Uh, you well, you probably just didn't see it. Probably not. That that happened. Okay. It was it was like an alternate Earth evil Superman who's just like okay, I guess that's Doomsday. He just zaps him with his eyes and lobotomizes him right away. I like there's ideas in here that are like f- like like are 
uh, not bad, although probably done before, but, uh, you know, like Lex Luthor wearing a Superman suit and being Superman, mm-hmm. like, let that develop for a while, or, you know, I could, having it, like, him challenged, being challenged by the old Superman who knew Alex Luthor, and then eventually having Doomsday show up again, and then maybe having a Clark Kent, whoever, whatever that is, I don't, I don't know what that is going on, but, but having it all happen it, so fast, and, like, there's no mm-hmm. tension built up there, it's just... Yeah, this is, this is not, I mean, do When's the last time you've really read a Superman comic and expected a great story? I liked the old. I liked what Action Comics was doing for a while. Yeah. And then it went. Then it went straight into like, hey, Superman's fighting cop, corrupt cops. I'm like, I don't. Mm-hmm. What? What is? I don't like this. I don't want this. Um, I liked him fighting like crazy neon monsters underground. I thought that was cool. That's always good. Yeah. That's what you want Superman doing? This I I don't. I'm on, do not buy on this. <sighs> I don't hate it. I I I feel I like the the art is strong. I enjoy that more than anything. That makes me like this book. But you really have to do something to make your Superman story stand out. And I I agree with everything you're saying. It feels like a big rushed piece of fluff. So I don't know. I'm I'll I'll say that I'm gonna go full on five on the mush meter. Okay. I really don't think it's, it's not terrible. Like if you're interested in, if you're interested in this rebirth event, it's not wretched. It doesn't make me want to like self harm. I'm not sitting in the closet and cutting because of this book, but it's still not amazing. So yeah. Split decision on action comics. Number 957. That big number. Uh, full on mush meter for Eric. Our, mm-hmm. our, our last DC book is Detective Comics, number 934. Script by James Tinian IV, Eddie Barrows on pencils, Eber, Eber Ferreira on inks, Adriana Lucas on colors, Marilyn Patrizio on letters. Of all the rebirth books we read, this is my favorite of the week. Yeah. That's, um, it goes without saying. I mean, it's got Batwoman in it. Yeah. When the hell has Batwoman been in a comic recently? She was in her, she had the, I forget, did that solo, I forget when that solo, if her solo book ended, or I forget where that went. I, I feel I, like we were, she's been completely gone from the landscape. Well, we were not reading that book after the, I. Oh, I know. I, I didn't mention it, but you know, like all the time, but after but, they, well, the I editorial differences tons, between. No, I, I know. I, I mean, I, I don't get comics news just from you. I, I, I mean, no one's talking about it. Well, because everyone, she... everyone talked about the whole controversy with like what you said, the editorial decision to make her not get married yes. to a woman. Yes. And uh, it was, I, well, I know it, it existed. I just don't like, it just wasn't getting any much right. attention and it wasn't like she wasn't popping up in Batman and she wasn't really, mm-hmm. if you were reading music of the comics, she was not in that either. You know, it's, there wasn't much crossover in the books we were reading. Um, but you know, I, like, Batwoman's good. I like seeing a Detective Comics. It seems like it's going to be like, hey, the whole Batman family kind of thing here, where you get to see lots of, like, like, it's even, it's, I mean, it's purposely setting that up, but, like, I like this because it shows Batman not being a dick. Yeah. Like, he's, like, being a nice, he's, like, he's going to Batwoman, he's like, you're better than me at this, so I need your help. He is, like, he finds Clayface, and he's like, hey, you, we want to, like, try and make you a better person, you know, like, 
mm-hmm. he wants to redeem his villain. Which- he's not. He's not. He's a he's a person, and he's not dad toxic masculinity. No, he he's like, hey, let's train people and let's be compassionate to people who may could be re- rehabilitated if they're criminals. You know what else? What what else? Azrael gets the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> this version of Azrael is not nearly as bad as the '90s version. No, this is this is an Azrael. He looks like a character from Heroes of the Storm or something. He does. He looks he looks like male. Um, oh, what's her name? Vala? Is it Vala? Yeah, Rogue. Yeah, he looks like male Vala. Yes, there's a Psylocke thing coming out of his hands. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's like, no, that's like that's that. like a Protoss, like a Protoss energy. Yeah, it is. No, that's weird. Okay, uh, but no, I'm I'm fully on board with this book. I really, mm-hmm. really like it. Um, it's right behind the Green Arrow book. What about this Cassandra Kane? I this is a character that was in the '90s, yeah, in 2000s. I was gonna say 2000s because I remember people talking about her, and I had never seen a book with her in it at all. I I've read some. It was just something that. I remember that they used to revitalize uh, Batgirl, which no one cared about. And I don't know. People seemed like they were talking about it when I was in college. I did not read it, though. No, I, I they're they have not done much with either. Like it. If you want to get into like the spoiler and the Stephanie and the Cassandra Kane stuff that DC has done over the years, in particular, Dan DiDio's feelings about mm-hmm. them, it would take a while. Hmm. And it's not good, but they are interesting <laughs> characters, and I'm glad to see them in this book. I, you know. Yeah, I think uh, more and more, I'm I'm pretty consistently pleased with uh, James Tenyon. I think he's a very good and competent writer, and he makes DC comics that aren't garbage, which is saying a lot. I think he's probably got as much skill working with his editors as he has with writing. So he manages to make comics and a lot of backup stories. I mean, he wrote almost all of those backup stories in the Snyder Batman. Well, he's, Batman's. He's one of the bat crew. He was where he yeah. wrote, I think he like one of the, one of the weekly, I think Batman forever, not Batman forever, but futures. And that I forget all of those books. I it, didn't there. Yeah. Not that we dipped our toes into them from time to time and they were never anything that, I don't know. They, but that, that like, that I'm glad to see him writing something by himself. Yes. I, 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 cause when you have four people writing a book together, I don't know who's writing, like, what that is. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's just some, like a big mess of like, who wrote what? Is this my committee? That's, I don't necessarily want that in my comic book. Um, but I'm, a, I'm a bio on Detective Comics number 934. I think this is a really solid Batman book. Yeah. Yeah. You should buy it. Double by Detective Comics number nine hundred thirty-four. Our final book of the week. Got one extra one this week because this would, I, I this had would to fit not it be. In. This is not a good one to miss. It is Headlopper number four, the final Headlopper of the first series of Headloppers. I guess now that's what, from what Andrew McLean has said. Um, this is the the it is the fourth of this story, the final one of this story, the of the core release. Um, finishing off, you know, this arc, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Of of Agatha and Headlopper, bros for life. Mm-hmm. Not really. <laughs> mm. Can you really be bros with a disembodied witch head who actively is trying to kill you from time to time? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's as big as his his rather sizable torso. I should have never really thought of. She's a she was a, a big witch. I, apparently, 
Uh, how do you, do you how do you how do you find the ending, Eric? Um, it's an ending to a story called Headlopper. <laughs> he lops you know, off a lot of heads at the end. He he really does. You know, it doesn't disappoint. You know, he doesn't he doesn't sit down and do someone's taxes. It's it delivers on the head lopping. Yeah, it it's exactly what it needs to be. Honestly, there's no surprises here. It's fun, stupid Andrew Andrew McLean artwork and fun, stupid Andrew McLean story. It's fun action. It looks great. I mean, it's almost frustrating because there's not a whole lot compelling to talk about. I mean, the artwork is is really fun. Sort of, I'm I'm positive I described it as Mike Mignola draws Adventure Time. Mm-hmm. I I had to have. I mean, because those have to be like the first things you describe it as. So it's it's fun. You know, it's the kind of thing that if you haven't been following it quarterly, maybe go and see if you can pick up all four of them. There'll be a, tra- a, there'll get, be a get trade, get a trade in, in October oh, yeah. with a, an additional, there's additional uh, story in that. Mm-hmm. And then he'll be doing this again uh, in the, the same kind of uh, format, schedule. Another four stories quarterly. I four support it. Quarterly, yeah. You know, he's a, I don't know, he's he's doing something different. It's fun. He's a risk taker. It it pays off. It's a good book, and I mean, is it going to be crazy and groundbreaking? No, but I mean, is it going to remind you of some of your favorite things and some of your favorite comics? Yeah, well, it's probably worth it to check it out. You yeah, know, it's and great. I was, I think we we're both a little skeptical about the quarterly thing. Yeah, but I actually, I think it comes at exactly the right pace. Like, mm-hmm. I by the time the next one comes out, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm ready for that. But well, it, it makes it feel pretty special. Yeah, you know, like oh, there's a new there's a new headlopper out now. I I feel like I'm getting something. I can hardly believe it's been a year since we started reading Headlopper. I know it's kind of unreal. Buy Headlopper. Yeah, lop some head buyers. Double buy Headlopper <laughs> number four. I did not read anything else this week. I've been, of course, not. We're hopelessly behind. Yeah, I. I keep buying comics and I'm not reading them. It's not good. Mm-hmm. I need to get caught up. Well, to be fair, if you don't buy them, they'll never be there again. Well, it's not like this is a magic true. store that's open forever. Well, you say that, but if I don't buy some of these books, I mean, I, I, I'm certain my num- my one person does not make up, you know, a sizable one per- one sale here or there probably won't make the difference between a comic book not surviving. But mm-hmm. I, I think some of the books I buy. It, it helps. It's like a one of the many pebbles. I'm throwing up pebbles, and eventually they'll mm-hmm. dam a river. Eventually, I don't know. Eventually, you metaphor. have a pebble sandwich. Some kind of metaphor that I can't figure out. It's a good metaphor. Well, that we can, I believe, call it a day on weekly floppies. One day. Mm-hmm. Ina Klein a day. Ooh, exotic. Mm-hmm. I don't know it in Russian. I'm supposed to be a Russian. If the inter- if the intro is to be believed, I don't think it. You don't. Need, I don't think that needs to be a canon that you're Russian now. Ah, uh, eh. eh. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for checking in. Checking in as part show. Eric and I will talk about what we've been up to during the week, or make recommendations about things we've seen or done or bought or whatever. Uh, how about you go first, Eric? Then we can segue into like a discussion about the thing. About the thing. we The thing we went to. 
Okay, we can do that. You want me to? Do you want me to just lead off with keyboard? Keyboard. So, guys, keyboard happened. <laughs> cool. No, I, I, after destroying my last mechanical keyboard on this very podcast, I might add. Oh my god, I was so mad. I finally gotten around to buying myself a brand new one, and I had been wrestling with what I wanted for the longest time because I. The ones that all the the people that I write with, they're all big on the DOS keyboard. Uh, but basically, the one that had caught my eye is the Razer Chroma, which is a gaming keyboard. But it also has like a full range of RGB colors in the backlights of the keys. And you can program these things to do all kinds of weird stuff. There's a couple of programs and there's things you can download and like i like I, i'm gonna push function one and it's going to let me click over here push function one and it's going to turn into rainbow it's very rainbowy there it goes oh i heard that oh, yeah it's beautiful and I, like i downloaded different profiles that make it look like a crazy switchboard and one of them that looks like the matrix and another one that like when I'm typing, it looks like there's little sparks underneath the keys. Every time I push a key, there's like a ripple of a spark. Um, it also automatically downloaded a profile for Overwatch, and it, it shows me the keys. You know, it shows you my Q, E, R, you know, W, A, S, D, all that stuff. It lights those up different than the rest of the keys on the keyboard. And like if I get a kill, the keyboard flashes, and it's, it's, it, it unexpectedly adds like something really fun to the whole experience. I just kind of like it because I like technology that makes me sound, look like a wizard. <laughs> and this definitely does. But that's, that's really the only thing I, that's my only offering this week. Um, I've been wrestling for probably a year or two of what I wanted and I still kind of do want the DOS keyboard. But it was $20 more. I don't know that it would be $20 better. And it doesn't glow in crazy rainbow colors. But if you don't have a nice mechanical keyboard, you should get one. You could get a perfectly good Cooler Master keyboard for 100 bucks, And it is heaven to type on. It's wonderful. You do not have one, do you, Robbie? Nope, I do not. You should, you should free up some funds. Well, Particularly if you're doing writing every week. You absolutely should get one. You will You will not regret it. When I get a job, maybe. That is an important factor. I'm, I am currently unemployed. Yeah, as of last Friday. Yeah. You're currently moving to... A new country. Moving, yeah, a whole, a whole new world. A whole new world. Yep, a new pasta sort of view. Oh, God. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Did you use that wrestling word? That wrestling with your purchase uh, was that meant? Was that uh, was that a tactical? Where where was what was what 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 was that? You you, you were saying I was wrestling with what keyboard oh, I should purchase, and I thought I, think, I wasn't sure I, if that I, was purposeful. I think you're I think you're just fishing for ways to make a pun out of that. But it's a good enough segue as any, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Eric, so we're, are, Eric, we gonna, are we going to talk about our little excursion? Sure. Eric and I went to an NXT taping. Um, here was, in Orlando, was, Florida, at Full Sail University. Full Sail University. We both are accredited um, um, 
camera operators or whatever the shit they teach there. They teach lots of things there, as far as I as far as I understand. But we, I, we will not, I do, we will not spoil specific results because I know some people are very sensitive about the things that have because you know it's basically a month in advance we saw. But mm. oh, we, is that right? That's an, that's interesting. I didn't know that. It's only an hour. They they air an hour at a time on the network, so we saw. Like the next, basically, I think we only saw three tapings, but basically the next three, three weeks worth of stuff that only, I don't think any of it has aired yet. So some people avoid spoilers. They like to see it as it airs. Um, but we can still give general impressions about wrestlers. And you're, I know you just drew, mm. you sketch, do a, did a sketch of Shinsuke Nakamura. Yeah. I'm, I, I've been a little obsessed with that dude ever since seeing him that day. He does that yeah, to you. I know. I, he, like, I wasn't really all that impressed the night of but like just thinking about it he's just got like an edge to him that he's just like so weird and wiry but like so like i don't know so confident and charismatic with it it's weird i'm almost positive that he's stolen all of his moves from uh jojo but jojo's bizarre adventure comics he moves like kakuin i don't i mean he dresses like Michael, like Jackson, Michael Jackson and like yeah. it, you know, it, it, it's hard to say, mm-hmm. like, it, it's like all the, like people like you, I think you mentioned like even in one of your Facebook, those comments, you said he gets his swag from mm-hmm. people call him swag. Like that is a thing that a nickname for, oh, yeah. for years now. Well, that's, that is, that is the majority of all I, well, that was the, mo- that was mostly what I saw. Yeah. I did not see a lot of. You know, hot wrestling acumen. No, he didn't. He wrestled one match. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't really like. No. It wasn't like a. It was not like thing. a crazy. Yeah. It was not like a crazy we, epic. We need match. to watch his uh, match with Sami Zayn, his debut match in NXT. That is probably my, still my favorite match I've seen this year so far. Um, and it really displays like his acumen as a wrestler and as a performer, you know, and just his rock charisma and stuff like that. Um, you know, you saw Bailey. You got to see Bailey. Mm-hmm. I liked her. She was, Bailey's it, cool. it, it's pretty obvious. I don't know. It's pretty obvious who's, who's a fan favorite and who's not. And it's clear that the, the people, some people have it figured out and some of them don't quite have it. Yeah. That's, it's, that's, and that's kind of the nature of NXT in general mm-hmm. is that it's like, cause it is, they call it develop, de- 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 developmental, but mm-hmm. people have been arguing about that term because they've signed so many people like, Shinsuke Nakamura was hugely famous in Japan before okay. he came over. Like it, he is not obviously he's not developing anything. He is ready. They could yeah. put him on Monday Night Raw. He could have been on there tonight, and he would have been fine. You know, he could perform. In, he's performed in front of ten thousand people before. You know, it's he's not raw in any way. Or he's wrestled for ten years. He's he's like our age. Actually, I think he's a little older he, than he, I am. He is older. Um, yeah. Uh, like Finn Balor, you saw him. He didn't see him wrestle, mm-hmm. but he's you know, he he's also hugely famous in Japan, and he is clear. He's clearly like, and but Bailey, she is not. She was signed like she performed a little bit in the Indies, but then she got signed, and most of her development has been on NXT. Like you have seen her become a better wrestler and develop her character. You've seen like you saw Nia Jax, like. Mm-hmm. Even her, like, she was very raw when she first started appearing on NXT, and now she's not there, but she's a lot better, and mm. that's kind of the neat, like, the NXT thing, like, you see these people, like, kind of grow into what 
like to what they be like a full fledged character and skill set, and it's kind of the charm of it. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, it's like it's like any performer, you know, working at a small venue, and I don't know, it's it it it's interesting. I think that it's just as charming to see what doesn't work and what kind of sucks and, you know, what they're going to do with it. Like, I, I don't know. It, it, it gave me an appreciation for wrestling. Um, I don't know that I care for WWE at all. It's not, it's rough sometimes. Yeah. It's pretty, like, NXT is pretty steady and consistent. Like, mm-hmm. you're consistently getting good to great shows, but WWE is much more up and down, and mm-hmm. it's, there's a lot of reasons for that, but, um, I'm glad NXT exists. Yeah. It, it's a thing that I, and I'm glad that I've lived in Orlando and gotten a chance to go to all those shows. Like, there, it is literally some of the best wrestling on planet Earth mm-hmm. consistently, and I just luckily got to live here for this time period. What is that? Some cats going crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Katsuke Nakamura. Oh God! If you did, if I did a mashup of cats, cats and Shinsuke Nakamura, I'll, I'll, yeah, I do. I, I, I legitimately do want to do like a cartoon Shinsuke Nakamura in a uh, JoJo's style pose, not like a mashup, but like influenced by the style. Like if you see that that illustration that I did, mm-hmm. like kind of. Because his his aesthetic is not quite that, but find some kind of middle ground. I don't know. There's, it would be a, it would be an illustration to work on for a while. There's quite you'll you'll find that I imagine that if you do end up finishing that mm-hmm. and even or doing any others, uh, you will find that wrestling we, fans are quite fanatical about any kind of art about their favorite wrestlers. Well, I, I know. Uh... <sighs> I know that you and Eric Steinberg were pledging your sword and your axe to it right away. Yep. You 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 said I want this within one minute of me posting it, and he did it within four minutes. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was literally going to edit the post because I saw a typo, and you posted that before I corrected the typo. <laughs> it's a cool thing, and he is my my favorite wrestler right now. I think he's well worth being your favorite. He's, he's, he's a lot he's, of people's favorites right now, honestly. He's he's pretty rad. He's a he's a reason to like wrestling. There's a I, strange I, strange guy. There well, there's I was gonna say I'll, we can leave with this. I guess is that uh, you saw Austin Aries. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will not spoil what happens, even though it's pretty good. Um, that was the guy that had. Uh, he was with No Way Jose. Yeah, he was with No Way Jose. Yeah, we won't say what happens. Um. He had he was he wrestled Shinsuke Nakamura at the last uh, takeover event, which I I saw live the, the night previous to when we went. And in the lead up for that, uh, they had a, like a, a promo between the two in the ring. And uh, Shinsuke made a joke like he started speaking in Japanese and then asked, "Oh wait, can, you can't understand Japanese, can you?" <laughs> and uh, and Austin Aries replied, "I don't understand you." Like meaning like I don't get you. Mm-hmm. And Nakamura is like, "Yeah, me neither." <laughs> And like I think that's kind of just like, hey, I'm just like I'm just a weirdo. Why can't I just do the thing? Mm-hmm. People like it. Uh, bye, NXT. I'm a bye. Yeah, me too. Surprisingly, there you go. That's how you, you just take people to those shows, and they immediately are like, yeah. It's it, usually, I mean, I think that's the worst thing about sports in general is watching them on television. Yeah, it it doesn't 
make any sense. I mean, if you don't get football, if you don't get baseball, if you don't get basketball, go to a game. Hell, you don't even have to go to a professional sport and get, I mean, it can be a lot of fun to like go to a local high school and watch a game. Minor league baseball. Yeah. Like you're a weird reach, like minor league, anything like minor league hockey yeah. or minor league, like, re, like a soccer game or like, you know, any sport, like you go to a hockey game, you don't realize like it, any, yeah, you're hundred percent correct. Live events are way different than. Mm-hmm. It's just, it, it's just a completely different feeling and getting caught up in what's going on there. I'm beginning to, I think, understand why people like professional wrestling. I mean, it's a pretty unusual sort of thing to exist that it's a lot of weird theater and performance art and a lot of really incredible athleticism that you just sort of take for granted when you're watching it on a television set because you can't see that that man is like, you know, half a foot taller than you and outweighs you by a hundred pounds. And he just, he just suplexed two guys at once or whatever in the shit he's doing. Like it's, I don't know. It's different. And I think it's easy to leer at it and be like, well, this is stupid, but it's people like things for reasons. It's worth, it's worth exploring most of the time. Here, here. <laughs> Hashtag strong style. King of strong style. And that's, the, they just make shit up. It doesn't make any sense. There's, think, there's, there's context there's, there. It, is is there really? Yes, sort of. I mean, is it, strong is style it, is is a thing in in Japanese wrestling. Oh, is it? Yes. I've never heard of that. Then that's interesting. Of course, I never heard of the fucking Shooters Club either. Bullet Club, but you're right. Get it? Come on, Eric. Come on. You're not. You don't, why don't you know all these things immediately? Why Why do you know all these things at all? I'm a lunatic. Uh, I don't, I'm like, like, times. I don't even follow it that closely, honestly. Like, there are people who watch way more wrestling than I do. I, I like actually barely watch it compared to a lot of people. That is one of the things that always interests me about you is how you'll find something that is so completely out of my blind spot and then you'll just mansplain it so completely. Mm hmm. I mean, not, I don't necessarily mean that in a negative way. I'm just like, I am. I am usually very impressed with the depth of your knowledge about something that I had heretofore not given half a shit about. It, I know, I don't want to have, like, again, like that Bullet Club explanation I did the other night, like the same yeah. thing is about Strong Style, like about, it's like it's all about context between <laughs> Japanese wrestling and American wrestling and it's not, I like am, it's crazy. I am not, I am not surprised even a little bit. Yeah. It does sound cool and it looks good on a shirt. And it I does. think that's, 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 the main, most important thing. You ready to get into some hyperviolence? Some, some more, some more muscle bound. Yeah, uh, there's dudes. some there's some suplexes in Luther Strode. Sure, there, there are. Have to be. Yeah, people get thrown around. Uh, I without bone saws ready. Oh my god, we can move on to our final segment. Uh, it is time for Nerdboy Book Club. Nerdboy Book Club is part show. Eric and I will uh, read and discuss uh, a sign. For, well, we'll sign it, and then we'll read and discuss a longer collected work, uh, like you would in a book club. But it's a comic book, you know. Uh, this week we are doing The Strange Talent, The, the Legend, and The Legacy of Luther Strode uh, by Justin Jordan, Trad Moore, Philippe Sobrero. I believe he does the colors, right? Uh, that's what it says. That is what it says, with letters by phonographics. Um, how much of this did you read, Eric? 
We had read, I think, one or two of the most recent series for the podcast. It's quite some time ago. Yeah. That was, I think that was it. Okay. That was all that I got through. All right. What are your, what's your, having read all of it now, all at once, what are your, what are your impressions of it? The, the, like the arc? It is a weird sort of story. You know, it starts out very Spider-Man. You know, mm-hmm. very, yeah. very young teenage boy becomes, you know, magical superhero and everyone reacts to that pretty quickly gets pretty dark and then completely goes off the rails and becomes insane. <laughs> yes, it does. But you're just like, all right, yep, I- I'm going to let this go. That's fine. Cause it's, it is legitimately pretty awesome. It's, it's, it's very fist of the north star. It, that that's probably the mo- the thing that it's most like is it's like what if what if a, a skinny what if Peter Parker suddenly instead of becoming Spider Man he became Kinshiro from Fist of the North Star? He could just like rip people's heads off and punch them and they explode. Yeah, and it's yeah. explained about as poorly as the the the. There the is hope to no Shinkin. There is no explanation, honestly. It's like there's no. a book yeah. and you have if there's something special about you, mm-hmm. you become a god. It's true. <laughs> Basically. I mean and that I mean that honestly is what like they're not I they don't really describe what these people are, like exactly, but they're basically gods on earth. You know, yeah. like um do you they just go- have some sort of mystical speed force. Yeah. They're tapping into the red. Something else. Yeah, it's not some really explained. It, it, and, yeah. like, it, it started with Cain. Biblical Cain. Biblical Cain. And he is the, 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 the like, the head vampire, basically, mm-hmm. of this, of these people. And, but it, it doesn't necessarily, like, I don't think this lore is meant to be looked at too closely. No, nothing about this is like, well, this is a deep and smart story. It ain't. It doesn't want to be. It, it's, it really is. It's, it's, I never, I had never occurred to me the whole Fist of the North Star sort of side to it, but it's a lot like that <laughs> where it just, it just devolves into them wandering around beating the shit out of people for no reason. I mean, reasons. There's, but it's, there's, it's, it's quote, it's quotation reasons. Yeah. I don't know where to begin. Like aside from that, like, it, do you want to go book by book, or we can, we can certainly do that. It seems like a good enough uh, thing to do. Um, it seems very shaped around villains and characters. I mean, kind of like both of those kind of books. You know, Fist of the North Star was all about moving from place to place and now we're gonna fight this guy and now this guy's here and we're gonna see how we kill that guy and you know spider-man's all about well now the green goblin's doing a thing and now it's the sinister sticks and now it's time to eat spiders with craven <laughs> well spider-man never like makes craven's head vanish craven yeah, does craven does we... that with a with a gun but uh it it's it's i don't know like it felt very much actually like Punisher Max to me. Um, you know, like a bra- just in the way which, that, like which Punisher Max the 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 Garth Ennis Punisher the Max Garth Ennis Punisher Max and that like 
I, I could I could see it. Luther is bit. basically invincible. Like he is yes. not like he's he's action hero guy. Like and I mean he literally is basically invincible. Like it takes. Have you ever have you ever seen Fist of the North Star no. either the movie or any of the comics? I've heard we you've mentioned it multiple times and it kind of explained it to me, but I understand I understand it. Yeah, I've seen people it's, play that a really bad video game of it. I'll just have to show you some Fist of the North Star episodes. You really don't have to watch too much of it to understand, understand what it's yeah. all about. Yeah, but it's it's it is indistinguishable from this. Now that I read through it and think about it, the whole scene with him doing like inverted push-ups on one finger—it's mm-hmm. exactly something Kenshiro would do. And how he's just sort of staring off into space, and he's like. You know, I have to help you. I have to blah, blah, blah. You know, it, it's, yeah. yeah it, but I say Punisher Max because that was all about, like, mm-hmm. Frank it's, is just kind Frank of like... Frank Castle is John McClane. Yeah, he's just kind of an immovable object that you bounce off monsters, evil people against. And that's kind of what this... Like, Luther showed yes. is... He changes it maybe a little. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not really in this book, in, in, but, right. like, the... The following two, he changes a little bit, but it's not much. And it's usually, it's just really, you're just like waiting for him to kick somebody's ass and you want to see mm-hmm. how he does it. Like, and he fights, like, first he fights this librarian guy. That is like the big bad of the first book, who is like, he's like the emissary of mm-hmm. of the, of the, do they ever get, are they named? I'm sure, I think there's some name for these people, right? Or are they're, they... they're secret society. Yeah. Ass kickers. Yeah, I forget, like, they're, they're like, the talented, the, ta- they're like, he, they say that, they throw that around, like, oh, you certainly are talented. And, mm. I'm not, I, I can't think remember. They do them. use the word talent in every book multiple times. Mm-hmm. But, we're, regardless, the librarian is like the guy who's sent out to find these people when, after they have found the book and have become godlike. It very, it's, it's a strange thing, like, you say the Spider-Man thing because it literally is the Charles Atlas, like, Kick mm. sand, you get oh, yeah. the bully kick sand in your face, so you get this book and you get muscles, and it's sold in comic books. So mm-hmm. that's the like, it's very clear analog there. But the librarian is kind of like he is a kind of like, he, all those. They're kind of like Magnetos, you know. They're all of them. They're like we are superior to men, so we should rule over them. Mm-hmm. So I don't. But librarian, and then the second book, it's mostly the Jack the Ripper guy. Um, I mean, I guess, I guess that's literal Jack the Ripper. Yes. Yeah. I mean, as best as I can tell, yes, that's, that is literal Jack the Ripper. Who, and, and, but the, like, they, I guess they put a little bit of nuance in that one because you get the bounty hunter guy who is, like, trying to control them. You know, the ones who get out of control have to be put away. And, uh, I, I can't remember the names of any of these people. I don't think it really matters that much. I remember the names of, like, five characters. Mm hmm. I remember Luther, mm-hmm. Petra. Your name is Petra, isn't it? It is. Uh, we have uh, Jack the Ripper, mm-hmm. which I only remember that because it is it's literally it literally is Jack the Ripper. You uh, knew it before you read this. Uh, Delilah. Yes. Because of Samson. You knew, you knew who that was. I knew Samson and Delilah as well. And Kate. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> three of those I knew before I read this comic book. Well, Masashi Miyamoto's in this as well. Oh, that's true. I forgot. Is the is the guy supposed to be like Shaka Zulu or something? I don't. I think so. I mean, I think that's the inference there, but I don't know. Um, what do you think about Petra? 
I don't like her. Okay. She's not a good character. I think I agree with you. Man, the, uh, I think the biker guy is supposed to be, um, oh shit. Why can't I think of his name that wrote this book? Justin Jordan. Mm-hmm. That's exactly how Justin Jordan looks. He just wrote himself I think in he's, the book. I, I think he's lost a lot of weight, though. Well, that's good. But yeah, I think Trad was like, I'm put you in this book. And he's like, oh, please don't. <laughs> I, I, but I, I only bring up the question of Petra in particular is because Justin Jordan even goes to some length at the end of one of these books. Um, did you read any of that? Like it's certain it, after certain issues at the end of certain of the, one of the trades I know he wrote. Mm-hmm. There's little, a little side story that Trad wrote. No, not even the side stories, but I mean like oh. the little, just like letters to the readers basically. I did occasionally indulge in those, but I didn't really read them like I read the books. But I just find it, I struggle because he at one point says, like, Petra is not like that damsel in distress kind of character. Yeah. But, I mean, aside from that one part where she chainsaws a dude, Mm -hmm. chainsaws Jack. Yeah, she She is, I don't know, she helps, but she's also, like, I don't, I don't, I don't, like, the balance is... Like, there are literally, like, eight times. Like, and then it's like a joke. Like, yeah. he's like, you need to go. And she's like, okay. I'm like, that's not... It, rem- it reminded well, me of Preacher. It bothered me in the same way Preacher. It bothers me. Right. In that... I mean, the they, way that Tulip was basically... Yeah, she's exactly Tulip. And they try and say, oh, no, she's a... You know, she's a quote-unquote strong female character. Mm. But she's no, still... What, what, yeah, what she is is exactly as much of a trope. As the damsel in distress, she's the she's the fake strong female character with basically no fucking agency. No, she's just along for the ride with Luther. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like she can literally she she does not affect the world in any way. Like she could be dead, and the exact same thing is going to happen for the most part. You know, it might fold out a little bit differently. The story arc does not change because of her. Yes. It, it, like, she is certainly has actions that, like, she helps kill a couple people. Like, she puts a bullet yeah. through one guy's head and she chainsaws Jack the Ripper, but. It's a really awesome couple of sequences you're describing. They like, are she, really cool. But, she has some really good moments. But they, it's not like the story goes differently if she's not no. present. He still kills Jack the Ripper and still kills those, the twins brother the brothers and sister who were a couple as well they're mm-hmm. stepbrother and sister really um that room they, they reminded me of jamie and cersei lannister mm-hmm. i mean i think that's kind of impossible to not when you have a brother and sister thing like that although yeah at least they're not related by blood so it's not exactly the same but just the way that he was very mouthy mm-hmm. yeah i don't know um i i yeah petra is like Honestly, Delilah felt more of a yeah, a, more of a actual c- good character than Petra. A did. person, yeah, yeah. I mean, she had her own motivations, and she was interesting, and she, I mean, she literally had agency. Yes, the story would have not played out the same uh, with or without her; it have been completely different. She's a much more of a character than than Petra. Do you know what the Russian guy said? 
No. What all does he talk about? Here, I have a, I have a, I have a, a summary which I can, I'll read. It's not really. Okay. Um, basically, the gardener, gardener is the is the Russian guy, big gigantic Russian guy. Uh, mm-hmm. Gardener thinks Kane sent them at first. Then he sees Delilah and realizes she is playing some kind of game. Believes that Luther is her puppet. She tries to reason with him and calm him down, but only wants to fight. Insults Luther as not being that strong. She tells Gardner that Luther is very useful. You just have to know how to talk to him. That's when she grabs Petra, whom the Gardner keeps calling a little boy, to make Luther think she's in trouble and give his full effort. The rest is pretty much what you see. Gardner doesn't want to listen to what Delilah or Luther have to say. He tries to kill them. Luther tears his heart out. As he's dying, he seems to warn Luther that Delilah is trouble, is only using him for her own ends, and will kill him. And that that's the basics of what is going on. Hmm. So, I mean, that's basically what I read into it, for the most part, so... But it like I I think did that bother you that you couldn't understand all that? A little bit. I think it did at first for me too, but then I kind of got over it because it didn't end up really mattering that much. No, it it almost kind of felt like a delay episode before the next part of the plot. You have to go like, meet well, this person first, and then you have to go meet like that in the gunslinger yeah. too. Like it's the same thing. Like those two. Have to, the, hey, we. It's just kind of filling in about the world of these people, mm-hmm. about the ones who have read that book. Well, that also, and you know, I have a cool idea for a character, and I want to see you illustrate it. I want uh, uh, Zangief in this comic. Mm-hmm. I want Django Unchained in this comic. You can't tell me. That was fucking incredibly cool. No, I really like it. Dude I'm, fucking rules. No, it's good. I'm just saying, you know, it's... I, I don't think this book cares that it steals no, from... it everyone. doesn't. I mean, at at this point, Justin Jordan is like... He's like, what what awesome thing do you want to draw, Trad? Okay, we'll draw <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, what's... There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, this book is... It's not deep or mysterious it's not a brilliant work of fiction it is a beautiful piece of illustration I was particularly g- this last book is just nasty it's so it's so good i was gonna say what let's talk about tradmore's art for a while i um uh, i'm gonna kidnap him and i'm gonna keep him in my pocket in your pocket mm-hmm. can he fit in your pocket I have big. I have, I'm gonna get Jinko pants. Oh no! Put old Nintendo in there. Mm-hmm. One whole Nintendo. It. I don't like. I can't think of like a frame of reference to how to d- describe his art. I can think of. Uh, I can think of a lot of things. I know he and I talked about Capcom art and probably about Battle Angel as well. I can't remember if I brought up Battle Angel. <laughs> I know I want to I want to hit him up. I want him to draw me an Alita. I think he would do an amazing one. But I think you you having read Battle Angel, I think that I think the action scenes and the violence seem to borrow more directly from it than anything. But certainly his love of video games and Capcom yeah. really shines through. That's true. I mean nearly ever I mean Luther is effectively Alex from Street Fighter 3. And 5 now. And f- Oh, okay, that's good. I really want to play Street Fighter 5. I'm probably really bad at it. Wait a year. Maybe it's then it'll, already... it'll be a finished game by in a year, maybe. Fair enough. <laughs> it, there's a lot of bad stuff about Like, there's a lot of people complaining. Oh, that's unfortunate. Right. I, it probably deserves it, honestly. Um, No, it, it, it just... It feels like... Like, I, I know we've... 
I threw around the words kinetic with uh, mm-hmm. Michelle Fife a lot. And I, like, this is even more. It is, like, times ten that. Like, mm-hmm. this, and I think that with a book like this where these people are, like, gods and, like, they just barely touch a man and his body evaporates. Yeah. Like, I, that sense of power and speed needs to be communicated well. Mm-hmm. And I, like, it's, I don't think any other book I've ever read can communicates it like Tradmore's art does. Like it doesn't like, I can't that sense of speed and power Mm -hmm. and like force. Do you know the thing that it, a lot of these action scenes remind me of, um, do you remember when we read battle angel? Like I just gushed over it for the longest time. It's the, the, the motor ball scene. Mm Mm-hmm. Where Joshigan is basically, he just, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to fight six guys. And he just starts. And he just eviscerates all of them at once. And it's like the most incredible series of panels I've ever seen (laughs) in any comics anywhere. It's like those two or three pages. It's with zero words and zero sound effects. And the most beautiful art you've ever seen. It tells the story better than anything else could. And I think Trad Moore, he he comes close to that in a lot of places. Like, he's really looking at that mark, and he's really going after it. And it, it feels like this entire book is just that. Yes. The entire time. Yes, it it, it basically is. Like, it just does not let off off the gas. Like, it's just mm-hmm. here, like, constant, like, like press the, the, the gas pedal all the way to the floor and do not let up for any time. If Like, even, I don't know, like, there, I know there are quiet moments, like, but I don't remember, like, it's just like, it felt like it's just like, hey, there's a page, and then suddenly, oh, this man's arm has been ripped off and then used to chop off another head, man's head. Mm-hmm. Are you, are you, do you get, do you get bothered by the gore at any point? Oh, no. Okay. I mean, I, there are occasions where it's, it, it's so ridiculous and over the top. It's just like in, um, Fist of the North Star that you're just like, okay, well, this is just stupidity and hyperviolence. So it is what it is. And I accept that and it never bothers me. So, I mean, at, at no point am I like, well, can we have, just a moment here. Can it be a little bit less violence? It, it, at no point am I like, well, this shouldn't be this way. This guy shouldn't turn to mush. <laughs> they probably shouldn't shoot this guy with a mini gun. They probably shouldn't chop this guy in half. What is your, I, this is the question, the first question that popped into my mind. I'm like, what should I wish on? What should we talk about? And I'm like, my, the question I had immediately was like, what's your favorite, like, not even scene, mm-hmm. but like your favorite, like, badass thing. Just, like, not even necessarily, like, because there's tons of, like, tons of great scenes. Yeah. But I can think in particular of one, like, thing that happens. I'm like, whoa. What What was it? And it was, it's not even that big. Like, it's not, like, a huge thing. But it's when, I think it's when he's fighting the bounty hunter guy, the motorcycle dude. Right. Luther is. And he has blood in his hand because mm-hmm. he got cut somewhere. Yeah. And he takes the blood and throws it so hard at, like, uh, the dude who is off. <laughs> and he's, like, across the building. And it blinds him yeah. from across the building. With He blinds a guy with his blood. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's awesome. And it's like, like, it, and it happens very quickly. And it's not, like, a big thing. But 
I just immediately went, whoa. Can you think of anything? Uh, nothing really jumps out at me. I mean, there there was, <laughs> in uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, there's a guy that uh, he, he, like, uses his eyelids or something. He's a vampire to cut his own eyeballs. Jesus. And sprays blood like a, a beam of water, you know, like one of those water knives. Mm-hmm. He does that. Like, a, instead of an eye beam, he does that. I want to find the, your your little blood thing in here. I want to see where that is. I'll try to find it. I imagine it's close to the end, the fight with the two of them. I think it's bef- right before the moment when... Uh, Luther, like he before the, it's before the biker realizes that he's not gonna be able to stop him at that mm-hmm. point. I forget exactly where it is though. Be nice if Comicsology remembered things once in a while. I know it'd be a good thing. So on page fifty-one of Legend. Fifty-one. That's way further back than I thought it would be. Yeah, he does do that. Whips blood in his eye. It's pretty gruesome. There's no shortage of awesome, silly shit in here. Yeah. Um. Do you like the Jack the Ripper thing? I don't dislike it. I think there were a lot of parts. Like, I really liked when he first started fighting him. And he's throwing bullets or doing whatever in the shit he's doing. And he just, like, very calmly, like, dodges all the bullets or all the whatever in the shit it is. And, like, two of them are, like, gonna hit him and he just, like, holds his knives and they slice in half. Mm-hmm. I just, I thought there was a coolness to him, you know? I I enjoyed it. What, uh, it sounded like you have your reservations. I, not that I, I don't know. It's, ex- sir, I mean... With Trad drawing that stuff, it doesn't really, like, it could have been anybody, and we're like, that's awesome. So, I mean, it, it, I don't know. I think I, my, my feelings about Jack the Ripper are too, like, colored by, um. What, from hell? Yeah. Which is, like, a way different comic book. (laughs) It's, like, the complete polar opposite of this thing. And, uh. Yes. And so, like, trying to, like work that around in my brain probably just went like, oh, okay, Jack the Ripper. But it it is, he is very cool. I don't know, but I I, I think he, maybe that's my only, maybe that's my complaint. I think maybe he's too cool. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to like, like, I understand like you have to show him that he's formidable, but you know, he's also like your villain. I don't like, I I don't think, I don't know. Did, I don't, again, I don't have super strong feelings about it. I, you know, I, I, Maybe wish they'd picked a something again. I every time I'm about to say like they should do something that was more subtle, I'm like, no, they shouldn't. They should not do no. that. No, this is this is not a thing that requires subtlety. I mean, Luther should fight a kaiju. He should fight Den. He should literally fight Den from Battle Angel Alita, the giant uh, suit of armor with horse legs. Maybe they'll do a Pacific Rim 2 comic, and he can they can have a crossover. Tradmore would draw the fuck out of some Pacific Rim. It'd be really good. I, I mean, anything he draws, I'm pretty much like, yeah, I'll, I'll read that. I don't know if Mecha are really his forte, but the, the guys, he could, he could draw some stuff. I wouldn't hate it none. I hope this is 
I hope we see more from the guy and not just dumb covers at Marvel or whatever he ends up doing. I feel like a lot of things he's wasted on. I think Trad kind of needs his next thing to move on to. I'm sure I there he is in high in in high demand. I I I think that I hope so. He could do whatever he wants, really. I I I hope so. I mean, they when they I, that you you say that about the covers, but I mean that is not a thing that Marvel does lightly. They generally oh, when they do that it is for someone they actually like they value highly. If they're having people like, because that will sell a book a lot of the time. Um, do you want to read more Luther Strode in the future? Like, if there was like five years from now, they did another Luther Strode book or series. Would you want to, or is this? Really- I would. I would definitely pick it up. Okay. I would not go out of my way to like clamor for it, but if a couple of years now we we got you know we got Luther Strode whatever the new class the quickening. I I would read it. I would pick it up, you know? But, I mean, how much more of this can there really be? How much more of this is there to say? Well, I, I think that's the thing. Like, I have not watched Dragon Ball Z, but I know you have talked about this. Yeah, they're somehow making more. Exactly. Like, I mean, I know enough about it to know that es- you just escalate and escalate and escalate until the fights are so gigantic and, and uh, oh, yeah. like i mean that i think that's where we're at like he literally fought the the highest power of mm-hmm. of this thing it's not on the planetary scale yet no but like it would have to be i think if there's a luther sure book any more of this it'd have to be something different you know in a, in a way it'd have to be something along the like you throw out that kaiju thing but like something like that, where it's not, yeah. It, yeah I don't. Why, wh- seriously, we're why fighting not? aliens or or something like crazy. Mm-hmm. Just like I really like, I don't know, but that like I think with this guy, but but you have to escalate the like this thing. But I don't know. I'm I'm perfectly happy with just this, and then I'd lo- I'd love to see Trad Moore. Justin Norton writes tons of comics, but I'd like to see Trad Moore do something that is another thing that he has stakes in you know not like you said not a marvel cover or whatever you know who i'd like to see right for him is uh brandon graham that'd be interesting i think that'd be a good fit he seems like he'd fit in pretty well with uh guys like him and stoko although i would like to see him have like i it's what i I mean i love brandon graham but he's so much the artist's artist you know i i well, I want all these guys to have a lot of mainstream success, but I don't think I don't think Brandon Graham allows himself to. No, he does not. It's just it just is who he is. I I like him for who he is, but I don't know that not everyone's going to. Not everyone's going to be into it. I like his art. I think his art's wonderful. I do. I think too. his I think his writing's good. No, his, no, I mean like that in general. I'm not like his art in that he. His in his literal art, but also his writing, mm-hmm. like his cre- whatever he creates, I like that stuff. I, I'm, I we don't need to talk about Brandon Graham. Uh, <laughs> I, I I want Trad Moore to do another. I mean, right? Even if you know whoever writes for him, or if he's writing for himself, or whatever, I would like to see another thing like this. Mm-hmm. Not. You know, I, a, a short run on a Marvel book is fine, or a DC book, or whatever. I doubt DC would ever employ Treadmore. <laughs> I can't. No, they, they, everyone has to draw like Jim Lee. That's the rule. I, 
It has to be. It has to look like it's from twenty five years ago. Imagine Tradmore drawing a flash book. It'd be good. It'd be really good. I would really support that. I would too. It's never gonna happen. Um, but I. That's what I hope for. But I. I. This is a really. I don't know. It. It. It's a unique thing. It's like just an explosion of violence and action and. And it's a, it's just, it fun, a book where yeah. people get chopped in half and blood everywhere, but it's fun. Why, I mean, why complicate it? Yeah. I think, you know, he's, he's, he's going to say, oh man, I can't even remember how, it, how it goes. That's, I think that's what it is. He just says that. And then everyone dies <laughs> because they're already dead. Um, but so yeah, in two weeks' time, you will be getting episode 150. We will be reading Dark Knight Returns. Frank Miller, Paul Stanson. You know that book, right? That book. You know the one, Batman on a Horse. You might. You might have. It's not called Batman on a Horse, Robbie. Oh, Dark Knight Returns. Um, we will have a special guest. Should I say who it is? I yes. Okay. Yes, you should. Okay, with uh, my my co-host from my Simpsons podcast, Matt Ham, the hamster. The hamster. That is what we call him now. Yep. That you've said that. Now that I've said that. Now that he... you've given it a name. <laughs> the hamster. He uh, the hamburglar. The hamburglar. We'll be discussing that. Uh, he's uh, and uh, actually, Eric will be. We'll do, we're doing like a crossover event. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I think it should actually match up perfectly. Crisis on Infinite Podcasts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but uh, in two weeks' time, Dark Knight Returns. Hope you guys were along with us. I'm excited to read it and discuss it. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot to discuss, honestly. It's a huge legacy. Uh, I wonder if it'll be as quite as epic as our... Uh, Watchmen? Yeah, our Watchmen. I don't... Maybe. Who knows? I, I, I wonder. I am going to have to really think on it because, honestly, I, I, it's just been years since I've read it. I've read it. I'm, I am looking forward to reading it now. I feel like I will have a different set of feelings and appreciation for it. Yes. Yes, definitely. Uh, with that, we can call it a day. We got the Handsome Boys Comics Hour. Find us at handsomeboyscomicshour.com on Facebook, facebook.com slash handsomeboyscomicshour, on Twitter at HBC Hour, on, you can email us, handsomeboyscomics, gmail.com. Uh, you find us on iTunes, of course, or any place you find podcasts, wherever you do, wherever you listen to us, wherever you find us. Give us five-star reviews, subscribe, all those things, tell your friends. really helps us out. We really appreciate it. Thank you from the bottom of your heart. Anybody you tell about us. Find me on Twitter at MixmasterSerial. That's M-I-X-M-A-S-T-E-R-C-E-R-E-A-L. Eric, where can they find you online? Well, you can see my portfolio by going to freewillunlimited.com. And you can see most of the things I get up to. By going to ericzgoodnight.com. That includes my Instagram, where I am known as EZGoodnight. And my Twitter, where I am at MrBadExample, spelled M-R-BadExample. So with that, folks, we will call it a day. Have a good one. Rock and roll. (laughs) 